Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternatives. All right, Southern California, welcome to another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Mighty glad to be here with you today on this beautiful day in Southern California. I'm going to recommend a book today, okay? I'm going to recommend an excellent book for those of you that are thinking about studying high consciousness concepts from one of the masters of of the universe, of course, Paramahansa Yogananda. The book is called Autobiography of a Yogi, and I highly recommend it. It's an excellent book. And it is filled with love and light by one of the more evolved beings who's ever lived. So I'm sure you'll be very, very excited to pick up that book at most of your regular bookstores. Today we're going to talk about relationships, okay? And we're going to talk about astrological factors affecting relationships. We're going to talk about retaining your power in relationships, the importance of self-esteem. And we're going to have a good time. Okay, I'm Farley, and this is the Astrology Hour, KFOX 93. Point five FM, weekdays at 12 noon. Mighty glad to have you join us weekdays to study astrology and metaphysical philosophies, open-mindedness, of course, because we always search for further answers and further truth. So we have fun on our quest, right? A lot of people are going through some weird vibes with relationships right now. A lot of people are actually in pain over it. A lot of people even involved in relationships, whether it's now or whenever, are lonely about it. They're just they're uncentered, they're unbalanced, they don't understand what's going on. I think when people get involved in relationships, they don't realize, number one, that it is an investment, and number two, that if it doesn't work out the way you want it to, then there's a price you have to pay. There's like a karmic debt involved with a negative experience in a relationship. And also, a lot of people don't understand, I don't think, how personal some of us take relationships. I really feel that especially astrologically speaking, that if you look at all the billions of types of astrology charts possible, then you are going to get billions of unique individuals that you could literally say come from billions of different planets. Because human beings are so different. Human beings are so unique. It's like creating them with a computer. You get all these characters and all these qualities, and astrologically, it's the same way. You know, you can have a Virgo or a Libra or a Scorpio or a Sag or a Capricorn. You give them a Pisces rising or an Aries rising or a Taurus rising or a Gemini rising. You can give whatever moon, whatever sun. See, everybody is really coming from a very unique vibrational standpoint. And even if you are a twin flame soulmate, it is very difficult, in my opinion, to find anyone out there who can totally respect the planet you're coming from or the vibration you're coming from astrologically. Because everybody's vibration is unique and it is one of a kind. I think the secret to getting along in relationships is enjoying the fact of where this other person is coming from. You know, I think where a lot of people are blinded is that they just settle. It's like they settle for people or vehicles that are not right for them. They're not really fun. They don't enjoy it. But because they can't find anything better at the moment or because they're just too insecure or because there just hasn't been that many relationships, right? They settle in for what they think is good for them. A lot of times, What I like to judge as far as vibrational patterns is I look for important areas. Like, is there a mental compatibility? Do you like communicating with this person? Frankly, a lot of people burn me out. Like, I'll find people that'll have a Libra or an Aquarius or a Gemini complement to my air planets, 
and that helps with a free flow of communication that I think is at a comparable level of my understanding and my agreement and my casualness or my feeling good about it. A lot of people will have maybe Cancer planets or possibly Aries planets or sometimes a certain Libra planets that might stress out my air chart and then being around them is like a drain. See, like, if you're hanging out with people in a relationship and they have too many squares from planets in their chart running to planets in your chart, then you're going to feel drained by them the longer you spend with them. Then we get into the area of space. (laughs) We get into the area of space. A lot of times, if you have enough trines to counter normal squares, then you can have enough fun between two people so you can either counter or avoid a drain. See, the problem in some relationships is you get some people that like to spend a lot of time together, and you get some people that like to spend once or twice a week together. Then you get some people that can't handle being around somebody but every eight or ten days because there's a reason for that, because one too many squares or one too many of the wrong oppositions in chart comparison produces a drain. And it's actually painful or it gets to the point where a person would rather be by themselves than with the other person. So a lot of this has to do with respecting the uniqueness that each of us comes from, understanding that true compatibility and true love, in my opinion, right, which is what this show is, right, that true love comes about when you finally meet someone who you really respect where they're coming from in the mental sense, in the emotional sense, spiritually, if you want to have a spiritual connection with them, and of course physically too when it comes to the romantic end. A lot of times, if you get three out of four, you're lucky. If you get two out of four, or even one out of four, you find these celibate relationships where all they're doing is talking. Or you find these emotional relationships where all they're doing is nurturing each other. Are these physical relationships where all they're doing is just having the romance, see? But if you can find that person, like I like to grade it on a 1 to 10 level. I like to look at Miss X and say, okay, I've been with this person for a few times, and on a 1 to 10 level, communication-wise, a 10. Emotionally, a 10. Spiritually, a 10. Physically, well, let's say I hadn't been physical or romantic with her yet, so I don't know. But the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental goes fine. And then if the physical happens to be there too, fine, then hey, you got a package. That means no matter what your planetary aspects are, you can respect where they're coming from. And if they've given you a similar grade, which is so important. See, because let's say if you give your partner a 10-9-10-9, and they give you a 5-10-5-2, then you know, what's going to happen is your 10-9-10-9 is going to be more in love and more participating in this relationship because it is so much fun for you, you're basking in it. Whereas all of a sudden, they need the space where they like to be with you for a while, but then when they're not with you, then they need time away from you. And that's really what's important. Sometimes I think people need to sit down face-to-face, and I'm not saying that you need to do this, but unless maybe if you're having problems in your relationship or you're interested, you might say, you know what, I want you to know that I judge my feelings for you on a 10-point scale, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And you're a 9999 to me. And I'm just wondering what my score is from you. Because I might be barking up the wrong tree. I don't want to waste my time. And if I am at least an 89 or a 9999 or a 10999 to you, then I'll feel we have an equal relationship. I think the problem is with relationships is that a lot of times there's too much imbalance. Well, like I say, we're from a different vibration, all of us, and sometimes we just don't like that vibration that's coming from the other person completely. And meanwhile, what you have is you have one person that gets almost in a worship position, a very weak position, where they're falling in love and they're attached and they're embracing it, and the other person's sitting there going like, wow, there's something wrong here because their number score is way off. 
And then the question is, well, what do you do? What do you, well, you know, you know what I do? You know, what is Farley? Well, I like to try to find someone. I'm an 8989 or 9999 or are up close to 10 and vice versa. And a lot of times if you're intuitive, you'll know what the score is. Isn't that fun? You don't have to sit down like a dummy maybe all the time and say, you know what? I'm wondering what your score is. You can sit there. You know what you can do? You can score your feelings, right? Mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually for a person. And then you can intuitively feel their score. I'm going to take a person, let's call her Miss X from Chicago back in the 70s. And my feelings for her mentally were a seven and emotionally an eight and spiritually a four and physically a nine. What were her feelings for me? I'll be intuitive. Same thing, mentally a seven, emotionally an eight, physically a nine, and spiritually a four. So we really didn't have a communication spiritually on either side, and that's why it didn't work, because we had low scores on one side for both of us. So you really need eights and nines on both sides, if I feel, to have a fun relationship. This is my own system, and it happens to work for me. Obviously, there are a lot of things going on. You can compare two charts. And you can find out that you might have the Venus trying Mars. You might have a couple of exact conjunctions that are fun. But you might find a couple of critical squares or oppositions in the comparing of the charts. And if they take hold, if they seem to be dominant, then that's when the numbers drop. And you know that they're not there. The problem is, you know what I did wrong once in my life, actually a couple times, is I went after a woman that I thought was 89894, and she was more like 7755 to me. And I didn't want to accept that. I didn't want to admit that. Instead, I put myself through the ropes. I tortured myself. I chased after her. My self-esteem dropped. I fell, quote, in love with her, gave her all of my power and found myself moping and weeping and being a wimp about it. And obviously, I wasn't an attractive package at that point. My planet appeared to be pretty depressed and lonely and insecure, and I lost her. I look at my parents. I think my parents are on a 10-10-10-10 on those four areas. If they weren't twin flames when they met, they are now. And I believe that two people can become twin flame soulmates, even if they're not now. You know, I believe that if people feel that kind of closeness, if they enjoy being together, if it's automatic that they plan a lot of things out and enjoy and have a good cohesion with the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional, a lot of times there's lots of fighting or miscommunication in relationships. Then you get low scores. You end up dropping down to 4-4. And the sex is a nine, right? And the spiritual is an eight. But the mental and emotional is like a four, five or a five, four. And you can change it. If you really love each other and if the relationship is meant to be, then you can actually work on those scores and you can work on creating more mutual self-respect and more personal self-respect and raise that self-esteem. And remember, in any relationship, I feel that if it's going to work, love yourself for allowing yourself to have that relationship. Because as far as I'm concerned, a person cannot qualify to be loved or love another unless they know what it's like, what they can sense what it would be like for another person to love them. That's the kind of relationship I feel one must have with themselves, a high level of self-esteem and a high level of self-love that can just permeate. I want somebody that's not depressed and not a moper or a wimp. I want someone with high self-esteem, someone that loves themselves as much as I love them, you know? And that really does help a lot, help balance the whole thing out and create a much better foundation A lot easier bonding and more permanence between two people. And, of course, a bottom line for me here is fun. You know, because I think relationships should be fun. And, of course, they are work. You know, you got to work to keep those numbers high. Sometimes they drop in certain areas. But it should be fun, in my opinion. Okay, let's continue with this topic here. A lot of times, 
in astrology or in metaphysics, no matter what kind of transit you're having, if you are truly a spiritual being and if you are truly an evolved being, you can overcome any kind of astrological effect, which means even though you're having a Jupiter-opposed Venus or a Jupiter-square Mars or a Saturn-opposed Venus, a Saturn-square Venus or a Saturn-square Mars, if you are shown major breakup or separation, I'm not saying it's not possible because, frankly, a lot of times in relationships, the question is, how much time do you have to give yourself before you can truly have fun? Is this person really going to change? So we do have an 8989 score or a 9999 score. A lot of times, if somebody is that important to you, the question you have to ask is, am I really in love with them or am I really obsessed with them? There's a difference. Obsession sometimes is a symptom of being a karma. And karma sometimes means it's a debt. You owe something to yourself about this person. And sometimes it means you owe to yourself just blessing it and saying goodbye to it. But no matter what the planetary transit you're having, if you do want to preserve a relationship, and it is important to both parties, and it is a two-way street here, relationships take two to tango, folks, then a higher self, a higher being, in both senses, with both parties, can overcome any transit. You want the relationship? You want the marriage? Then let's adjust it to a 9999, whatever it takes. Let's make a deal. Let's rebirth this relationship. If you got a person that doesn't want to help you coordinate these factors, then look out because you may be headed down a long road. Like sometimes there's a lot of relationships in your life because you're there to learn how they work. And if you look back, you could actually look back at every single relationship in your life with a pen and a piece of paper and score your own physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual on a 1 to 10 for that person and score intuitively what you felt they felt for you. And you could see the imbalance. It's clear. You know, the happy marriages and the happy commitments and the fun relationships that go on and on, they either have the ability to keep those scores high or they have the ability to rise above it and be their higher selves and evolve beings. And I've talked to some real beautiful people in some real wonderful relationships, and I do believe that balance is possible for anyone. Both people are like God, and both people have creative process, power of mind. And both people can manifest for better or for worse. You got one person in a relationship thinking negative vibes, thinking they really don't like you as much, then that manifests. No matter how much you try to manifest closeness and balance, it, you just can't overcome their manifestation. You got to be riding horses together in the same path, not passing each other, not riding far away. You got to be on the same path, riding together. Now, a good key here is good relationships, in my opinion, can laugh together, they can cry together, they can have stimulating conversations great romance, and they can be very spiritual together, have almost spiritual and psychic revelation together. And that, to me, is bliss. I've had that. I've experienced that in my life, and it is a wonderful vibration. It is fun. Now, I know maybe some of you do have some comments on this topic, uh, you know, the po uh, power of relationships and retaining your power in relationships. And I've done this topic a lot. I've, I've been a counselor for people for many, many years. And like I say, I'm still learning. I know there's a lot more to learn in relationships because you got to work on them every single day. Once that word commitment comes up or marriage comes up, a lot of times we trigger a lot of our planets in our chart. Being low-key or arm's length with someone is different than when you make a commitment. Then there's responsibility. Some people aren't responsible enough to have commitments. They like to have, you know, off-the-wall commitments. If that's okay, if you approve of that, fine. But if one person wants an off-the-wall commitment and another person wants a more firm commitment, your numbers aren't right then. There's an imbalance. Use this number system. It works. Like, I'm not forcing you to use it, but just try it. The physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. And that way you can put in perspective 
What's going on? Because a relationship is an investment. It's like a career. It's like raising a child, or raising a plant, or raising a flower, or a tree. Sometimes, if there's too many low numbers, you got too many weeds. It's next to impossible to get something to develop. But if you know you got some high scores there, then go for it. This is telling you that this is the woman you want to stick with. This is a person that has a nine 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 for you, and you have an eight nine 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 for her, which is real close. So this is going to work. There's too many low numbers on either or both sides. Then that's when there's a lot of karma and a lot of debt to be involved in this relationship. Being realistic can save you lots of pain. I've been there. I've been through all this suffering with unbalanced numbers. I'm not going to climb any more mountains. I'm not going to chase after any more dreams. I'm tired of impossible challenges. I want somebody that can love and respect me, and somebody I can love and respect. That we have mutual respect for each other and high self-esteem, where we can have high balance of numbers: eight, nine, 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 ten, ten. Go for it. Go for the ten. You can do it. There's a lot of fish in the sea. It's possible. Anything's possible. You have the power of God. Go for it. Okay. Well, I'm Farley, and this is Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM. Your talk alternative weekdays at 12 noon to 1 o'clock, and Tuesdays 12 noon to 2 o'clock. We are here for your enlightenment, and I'm always interested in further comments or suggestions on the topic. I don't know everything there is to know about relationships. I've had a lot of experience. But I'm learning, and I'd like you to help me grow along with me. Let's go to Joe now on line one, Capricorn, Virgo, Rising. Hiya, Joe. Hiya, Farley. Well, what do you think of some of those suggestions on relationships? Do you relate to that? Well, I'll tell you, I'm really struggling right now. Uh huh. Especially in the relationship and the career house. Uh huh. You mean you, there's no relationships and the career's hurting? Well, no. I'm in a relationship with a March 11th, 56. Individual. Okay, how do you score your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual toward this person? Hmm. What's the mental score, in your opinion? Well, I think it's. It would probably be maybe about an eight. Okay, and what's the emotional, as far as how much you love them? Well, about the same, I guess. Okay, what about the spiritual? Well, there seems to be something there, so I, I guess about the same. And what about physical? Physical is pretty good. That would be up there, maybe a nine. Okay. Now, do you think that they would score you three eighths on the mental, spiritual, and emotional also, or do you think that their numbers would drop? Gee, I really don't know how to answer that one. They'd be a little higher. Could be the same, but uh, you can intuitively check that then. If you have high numbers and you assume she has high numbers, what's the problem? I don't know. Well, then maybe there is none. <laughs> well. Maybe it's an illusion that there's a problem. Does that, uh, maybe that has something to do with my Virgo? Exactly. You read my mind, guy. Oh. Sometimes the Virgo rising or Virgo in a chart or sixth house planets has a need to analyze. Hmm. Okay. And sometimes keeping it simple is better because when you try to figure people out without sticking to the basics, in my opinion, keeping relationships more fluid and less analytical, I found work out a lot better. Unless the other person also enjoys analyzing, you can intimidate a person if you analyze too much. I would think.、Mm-hmm. Is this a man or a woman? A woman. A woman. Okay. Do you know her birthday? Yeah, it's March eleventh, nineteen fifty-six. Yeah. Well, in your chart, you're not shown any problem with women. You're shown a real good time in your chart for relationships. She's the one that might not be as close to you or as in love with you as you are with her. Hmm. 
Do you feel that? Well, I don't know. It just seems sort of vague sometimes.、Uh, well, does she claim space?、Mm, yeah, she's an artist. Uh huh. See, she has Mars and Capricorn, and she had a Saturn conjunction for a while. She's got a Mars square Mars right now, which can break people up. You know,、mm-hmm. maybe her score emotionally is down there right now. Maybe it's about a six. Hmm. You might want to talk to her about it, Joe, and check it out. You know, I, mean, I know it seems like we have a pretty good relationship on one hand, and then the other hand, like I said, it seems kind of vague. But maybe I am overanalyzing everything. And、uh, <laughs> you've had shows on on this Saturn thing here, yeah. And、uh, I think I've got yeah Saturn on the ascendant here. Yeah, close to it. Anyway, you know what? There's no reason why you shouldn't be having a good time in career and romance.、Hmm. So if you are having a problem, it's your problem. It's not in your chart. <laughs> Okay, guy, I gotta go. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Pamela's December twenty second, fifty two, Aries rising. Hi, Pam. Hi, how are you, Farley? I just wanted to say thank you, and you have a relationship with all of your radio listeners and everybody out there. And I want to tell you that's the best thing that can start for a relationship. I'm going to give everyone a big hug right now. Yeah, Come here, you. No, <laughs> we need. My goodness. What can we do for you, Pamela? Well, I really wanted a general scan, but then I guess I should、um, talk about your topic. It was so nice because I was thinking, gee, I really have a good relationship, but it's so funny. I'm like drawn only to the Gemini factor and、uh-huh. Capricorn. I find that a little bit perplexing, to say the least. Well, you have a Mars trine Saturn and a Mars trine Neptune, which gives you real good emotional communications and free flow mental communications. Pluto oppose your Mars、yes. can create sometimes competition or. Ego or need to be right, you know. That's me. Sometimes a sexual mood that might not be consistent. Yeah, that's me. So there's a karmic factor there with men, but overall you're showing a lot more fun than problems. That's true because I don't have karma and he has karma according to our charts, and it was so neat. I said, well, perhaps that's a balance. Uh huh. All right. Well, that's really wonderful. I think that you are actually showing a much better vibration with relationships at this point, and as long as you learn to listen. And not try to force anything on the relationship, and romantically to give in once in a while. Maybe he'll compromise in another area. Then you'll probably be a lot happier. Okay.、That、sounds good. And avoid too much. I think physical contact on a late fixed moon because <laughs> you get a square <laughs> to your Mars or something. It's like I don't think I think I want to be alone tonight. You know, I'm going to play with my teddy bear instead. Okay. Okay. See you, PG. Thanks. Bye bye. Parental guidance. Let's go to Brenda Asaj Libra rising. Hi, Brent. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? I am so happy and healthy and very slender and independent and very confident with my life. I am too. All right, <laughs> let's go for the throat, right? Right. <laughs> I love your topic. What can we do for you, hon? Uh, well, I guess I'll ask a question about your topic. Uh huh. I'm married to a Leo. Wow. Is it fun? Sometimes. Okay. What is your score for him in the four levels? Uh. Let's talk about mental first. Uh, maybe a six. Do you like that little system I created today? Yeah, I do. Cause I was sitting down here trying to figure that out with him. Okay, mental six. What's emotional? Emotional eight. Okay, and what's spiritual? Oh, about a five. Ooh, and what's、uh, physical? About a nine. Wow. So we know what keeps this one going. Isn't it funny? <laughs> In perspective, it's so easy to see the relationship with these numbers. It you know? sure is. But the fact that there's a six and a five there tells me that、uh, you're not as happy as you could be with this guy. No, I'm not. There's a lot of frustration spiritually and mentally here. Right. So it's like romance and physical are there, but beyond that, it's like, hey, buddy, am I being used here now? <laughs> right. Heavy. That maybe sometimes I wonder what his score is too. Huh. Something to think about. Yeah, his birthday is seven thirty forty-two. I guess I should have him chart it. Yeah, I think it's time, Bren. But you know, I really think that 
you're coming into a big crossroads with this guy because Neptune's going to square your Mars, right? Mars and Aries, right? Neptune and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, Uranus and Capricorn. You're going to get three big squares to that Mars in the next five to six years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be given a big choice at that point. Probably feel that coming, huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, so when Neptune squares the Mars, the key is some disappointment. When Saturn squares the Mars, the key here is adjustment. When Uranus squares the Mars, that's when the final choice is. That's when you can be either blown together closer or blown apart. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. Does that help? Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Jim now on line five, double Libra. Hey, Jim. Hi, Farley. How you doing? <laughs> Real good. Good, 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 good. Well, I've been going through a lot of changes. Okay. I got Saturn-Uranus conjunction opposed my moon. In Gemini. Yeah. Oh, Jim. Man, wait fine. a second. Let's have a moment of silence for my Uranus and your moon, right? Great. Oh, oh, it's... A lot of changes, but it's been good. Sudden shockers, you know? Yeah. Unexpected disappointments, unexpected reversals, strange, shocking, lightning bolt occurrences, like letdowns, where you say to yourself, I can't believe I was so stupid I did that, you know? That's the kind of stuff that is. Yeah. What house is your moon in? Ninth house. So you're probably enslaved right now. You probably It's hard for you to get away. You probably need a vacation real bad, and you're probably shackled to everything in your life right now. Well, no, not really. Okay, good. I've been, I've been going with it. I've been having, since you sent those crystals, I've been having a lot of earthquake dreams. Those crystals, some of them are really trippy. Those crystals, the fun thing is that they've been together in a bag with over a thousand for so long. Uh-huh. I think they're like charged with, it's like the whole Astrology Hour Club is bonded because all their crystals have been in the same bag, you know? Definitely. You know, when I first heard you talking about it, I was a little skeptical. Yeah. You know, but uh, they've definitely proven useful. Did you make some kind of little display for them or something? Or? Oh, yeah. I have a, a little corner of my room where I have a globe that lights up mm-hmm. with my I knew it. symbols there and um, some eggs. One of them is a crystal. Arranging them in some kind of ceremonial fashion is the best. That's right. You're doing good. See, you're treating those crystals with respect and they love you for it. I, it's I amazing how powerful. Now, see, soon you'll be ready to step up and get some bigger ones. And then you'll really be a space cadet. <laughs> I have one that weighs like 40 pounds, guy. Well, oh, really? I'm out of here. Yeah, I'll tell you. Wow. When I go to sleep, it's fun. So what can we do for you? Anyway, well, I have so many questions. I guess um, I've been going through the Derek and Julia Parker book. Great. Uh, I've been starting to do some charts. All right. Yes. And, You're going to uh, be an astrologer. I can feel it. Yes, sir. You're going to make it. Yes. I love it so much. You're going to be so good, man. You've got the psychological attitude already because from years of understanding the psychological standpoint, now you're going to add the astrology supplement to it. You're a natural counselor now. It's wonderful. Well, I, I really feel this upwelling Uh huh. You know, whenever I you know, pick up a book or look at one of the charts that I've done. Anyway, but I need to, to fine-tune it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was curious, the um, Parker book doesn't seem to emphasize equal house as opposed to anything else. Yeah, well, Julia and Derek and uh, Debbie Kempton-Smith and also Douglas Block and his co-writer, who I can't remember her name, but she's beautiful. These people are, I think they're mostly Placidus, uh-huh. which is close to Equal House. Nobody has really published much on Equal House. I'm kind of like, from what I know, the Equal House astrologer around this place, you know. So hearing that in the astrology hour is where you get the Equal House. But, okay, but well, that's why I recommend those books as good supplements because they're the closest thing. Okay, well, how do you make the, is there any information I can get on how to make the correction? Well, the Equal House is easy because you just take the rising sign, whatever it is, and then you divide all 12 signs in exactly 30 degrees. Oh, good. So like if you're 13 Libra, 13 Libra, 13 Scorpio, like right away your descendants, 13 Aries, your midheaven is 13 Cancer, and your zenith is 13 Sag, and everything is always equal signs. So 
Like if someone's allele rising at five, it goes five, 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 five all around the chart. You always know the the house cusp are the same as the rising, same number. Splendid. Easy, huh? That's splendid. It's just it was like right before your eyes. You know, you're sitting there going, "I know this. I can get this." Okay, thanks, Jim. Yeah. Hey, listen. One more quick thing. Yeah. My Fabian symbol for the rising. No way. <laughs> no. I'll tell, I'll, okay. You've taken so. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. I have Mark Henry in here, and he taught me how to say "no way." You know, so now on my show, I'm always going, "Hey, no way." You know. Imagination of inner self is based upon past training and eternal karmic cycles, a need to transpose creative imagery into constructive action, an instinct of accomplishment through creativity, through power of the mind. That makes sense. You heavy guy. That makes sense. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Let's go to Denise on line seven, who's a Gemini. Hi, Denise. Hi, Farley. Your topic was great. It was like you were talking just to me. You know what? I really was. I knew it. I knew it. What can we do for you? Well, you know... I've been going through a tough time in my relationship with my husband of 10 years, and we've had a 13-year relationship, and I thought maybe I could get you to tell me what our compatibility is here and what he's going through, because I don't know what he's doing. Well, what's his birthday? It's November 25th, 1956. Part of it is that you have Venus in Cancer, and you've been getting all these transits that have made you real sensitive, real emotional, real vulnerable, and remember the past too much. Uh-huh. So lots of old stuff, a lot of buttons are being pressed right now, and it's like a dumping time for you, so no matter who you'd be with, they could get dumped on. What's his birthday again? November 25th, 1956. Now, he has Venus and Libra trying your Mars and Aquarius, so in the physical, you should have a 10. Yeah, well, we have in the past, but right now, he's real depressed. Wow. He's, like, just not responsive at all. Uh-huh. Well, I think part of it is because Saturn square his Mars and Pisces, Uranus square his Mars and Pisces, both of them, T-square is Jupiter and Virgo. I think he's just thinking too much. He's stressed out. Yeah, he he's is. He's burned out. He just needs a break. How long is this kind of thing? Six months. Oh. It's a long transit, and he needs to get into some regular behavioral modification. He might need therapy. He may need neuro-linguistic programming. He basically needs to get off of his mind patterns and get off into a rebirth of a whole new mindset, in my opinion. Okay, hon? That sounds real valid. I really appreciate that. I love you. You're great. Bye. Bye-bye. Jones, the Virgo, Pisces Rising. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, you, Joan. What, you love the program. I learn something new every day. I wanted to ask you a question about us. I seem to get along with, he's a November the 17th, 1950, and he's younger than me, and we get along a lot better than... Isn't it fun to go out with young people and have a good time with it? Makes you feel young. Yeah, it's your reflection. Definitely a youthful reflection. Well, you know, your Marses are trying... And that's real nice. Oh, we are. Yeah, Mars in Capricorn is trying your Mars in Virgo, so your life batteries are similar. Uh-huh. And he appears to be pretty sensitive, very, very emotional and romantic. Yeah. Venus and Scorpio will really can feed your desires and your needs emotionally and such. We both have Venus and Scorpio. Exactly the point, you know. Same Venus and Mars trines. So very, very compatible chart here, and it looks like it could be fun. Hmm. What about all this stuff in the sixth house that I have? I have Neptune, Sun, Mars, Mercury. Oh, you worry too much. You analyze too much. You think too much. You need to be more in the stomach and the gut and less in the brain, in my opinion, and, and need to flow more and just kick back, trance out. You know, don't worry. Learn a little self-hypnosis and relaxation therapy when you're involved in relationships. More, you'll have more fun. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know what I like to say, Joan? Yes. When I'm involved in a romance, if I feel it's intuitively right, I don't like any blocks. Right. So I meditate on Farley. Have a good time. A good time Enjoy yourself. Indulge yourself. Flows, let right? go. Let God go. You know, too many people sit there and they think, "Is this right? Do I feel right? Does he love me? Do I love him?" Is 
much analyzed. It's easy to form blocks because blocks are negatives. Right. It's a lot more fun to have a good time. Carly, with your help, I'm learning every day. You've helped me so much. I can't believe it. I wait for your program to come. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Okay, thanks a lot. Love, love you. you. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Patricia on line four. Double Taurus. Hi, Patricia. Hello. How are you? Real good. But I love your program. I listen to it every day, too. All right, thank you. I'm having some relationship problems right now. Is this with a man? Yes. Uh-huh. Do you think you're taking it too personal? I take things personal a lot. You do have a Mars opposed Saturn in your chart, Patricia. So you do have a tendency to be attracted to people that sometimes just aren't right for you, that just aren't giving you those high numbers that you deserve. Uh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, he might have a couple of lower numbers than you. Your numbers might be higher than his, if you know what I mean. Oh. Do you relate to that? Yeah. What you deserve and, and what you need and what you're shown is a man whose numbers will be more equal to yours. Mm-hmm. Try not to chase these guys, okay? Because Mars opposed Saturn women often go after the wrong vehicles and they don't know when to stop. They don't know how to stop. They, you know, they don't know how to stop. That's <laughs> wondering if I were this relationship, if I should end it. Like, we kind of had a semi-breakup. Well, you know, it's up to the individual. But it's up to you. You know, like, life is supposed to be fun. And every day is like a different lifetime. And I try to make every day a a number 10 day as far as enjoyment. If you're in relationships and you have too many days that are 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, because you're not having fun, then I think it's logical. It's almost Spock-like to make the adaptation to create that necessary celebration in your life. Too many people hang on to too many dragons and they're tough to fight. Yeah, that's like me. I hang on to... I'm not having any transit that's making it rough right now? Yes, you are. Yeah, you definitely are. You're having a long transit in Cancer. The sun just went over your Mars and opposed your Saturn. You could have had a big fight here. Uh And there's a lot of karma going on the next couple months. So it might need a big process, possibly. Good luck, okay? Oh, can I ask you one more time? I had my Fabian symbol. No way. (laughs) Okay, what degree is it? 19. 19, Taurus. After knowledge of bimoralism penetrates, it is given to higher mind to compute. A deeper reasoning power manifests. New understandings arise. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Linda is a Libra with Leo rising. My opposite. Hi. Hi. Hi, you. How are you today? Sensational. Good. Couldn't be better. <laughs> well, I could be better if I had a 10, 10, 10, 10, and I was a 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> Did you like that little score system, too? Yeah, I love it. It's, I'm going to use it every day now. I'm going to watch these women go, what's it? That's a 9, 8, 2, 1. Or, okay. What can we do for you? I want to get a general scan. That's what I'm told you can do for me. Well, speaking of relationships, you're shown possibly a real current sensitive situation right now. Uh-huh. Are you dating somebody? I'm dating somebody, but it's not really anything that's going to last. Is it real frustrating for you right now? Yeah, it is. Are you on the verge of blowing him off? Pardon me? Are you on the verge of, like, saying goodbye? No. He's useful to me and I'm useful to him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like an 8432 or something, yeah. Good. Yeah, be careful because it's a long karma. Mars will be opposed your Mars for about six months, and you are shown, you know, lots of differences in emotions, a big roller coaster cycle. So this is real karmic. You know, it might not seem as important, but it's real karmic, okay? Uh, okay. Good luck, hon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Farley Malaris, and you've been listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, 93.5. We'll see you weekdays at 12 noon on the Fox. Have a nice day. Bye, everybody. Bye.